Welcome back to the School of Brujas, a podcast for learning, self-development, self-care, spirituality, and wellness. I am your host, Maria. And I'm Danny. And today we're finally talking about the X-Files. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So much to be said about the X-File. We all have one or two yeah. or three. Yes, we do. <laughs> or just, you know. Well, anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know how to start this, but, um, it's, it's, I already feel awkward even thinking about it, um, because I'm just having in the back of my mind, oh no, what if, what if my exes ever hear this? But, um, oh. at the yes, end of the day, I had the same idea. I was like, oh my God, what if my ex hears that? And then he calls me and he starts harassing me and telling me stuff. And I said, take a deep breath and let's just share not so much the uh, drama that went on, but the stories. We're really here uh, to talk about the lessons mm. that our relationships brought to us. Yeah. And I just want to say that Mercury is going retrograde June 18th. And with a retrograde, there is always a visit from the past. As I was telling Daniela, I said I knew Mercury is retrograde because my ex-husband texts me. And I said, oh, shit, I got to deal with that now. And I really don't feel like it. But I did. I think I was um, assertive enough to, like, set my boundaries. We used to share custody of my dog, Shiva. We don't anymore. And at the time, I used to work somewhere, somewhere close to where he lives so that I would pick her up and drop her off. But now, um, since I am unemployed, <laughs> I don't have to drive down there and it's almost an hour away anyway. So when he asked me to bring the dog over, I said the truth. I really can't. It's out of my way. And I'm honoring that because I really don't want to go out there and see you. Mm-hmm. Not, that he's, not that we are in bad terms, not that there is anything, but I just don't feel the need to connect with somebody from my past that I'm trying to leave in the past. I, um, mm-hmm. you know, he, I wish him well, I wish him the best, but I just don't have the need. And if he really wants to see her, uh, he never made the, um, he never made the attempt to say like, Hey, I'll drive to you or I meet you halfway. I want the dog because I used to drive an hour there and an hour back just to get my dog because I was committed to seeing my baby as soon as I could. But um, I didn't hear any of that. And if he was really willing to see the dog, he could say that. But now that I have Mm -hmm. full custody, uh, things have changed. And I really have to. And I felt uh, a bit empowered by saying, no, I won't drive there. It's out of my way. And Mm -hmm. it's disruptive of my schedule. It really is. It's two hours on the road. For what? And I said, no, I can't. And those powers can be so empowering, especially in relationships. And yeah, yeah, how many times I did things that I didn't want to do just to please my ex. I didn't even recognize the woman I was becoming because of trying to please your significant other. And that is one of the biggest lessons. Don't lose yourself in a relationship. So number one on my book is definitely that one. And of course, there's things that you're going to do eventually because, you know, you're going to go to a football game because your your significant other is a fan of a particular thing and you're not into football. Yes, you'll go. But to go to the stream, to becoming a fan of something that is really not resonating with you, it's it's different. And I found myself that I was really immersed, really, really, really immersed in his world and left the things that I wanted to do for myself just there, untouched. So that's, uh, you know, a big reminder for me in terms of boundaries and in terms of honoring thyself first right mm-hmm. yeah um not losing myself is 
that's actually not the easiest thing for me because I tend to, um, I tend to want to take care of everybody because I'm mm-hmm. also a mom. So I tend to forget about myself sometimes. Like, uh, usually when I'm alone and I'm not in a relationship, I have way more rituals that I do for myself and I get to spend way more time alone and I'm able to journal, take really long baths and, you know, my parents have helped me in the past take care of Dylan. So I've had a lot more freedom than when I'm in relationships because then when I'm in a relationship, I feel like I have to take care now of another person. And in a way that's true. Um, you know, I really actually like to take care of people. Um, and what I learned is, I guess my biggest lesson that I learned from my ex is that you can't force love onto someone and you may be, um, well, I was actually, you know, trying to take care of him and I would clean the house and I would cook. And I was at the time having a part-time job, part-time job and going to school, two different schools, And I would still clean the house and I would still make sure that everybody was fed. And he just did not appreciate any of that because, you know, I was so, I was much more immature then. And I didn't understand. We just weren't a match. Like he did not understand what my love language was. And, Mm -hmm. and there was nothing I could ever do that could bring him closer to me because at the time I was just trying to force it to happen. I was trying to force us to be a family um, for the sake of my son. And it just never ended up working because uh, there was no real communication going on between each, uh, between the two of us to try and figure out how our needs needed to be met. And so I would try to do all these things for him, but it didn't ever seem like he appreciated them. So that's such a contrast to now, whenever I do something for my current partner, he's just like so appreciative. He's so happy about it. And he does love to be taken care of. So for him, it's totally different. And most of the time I actually don't need to do anything. <laughs> and he still has, you know, happy. Um, versus mm. before it was just like, I was very lost. I was very, very confused. And, and when I look back, it was because I was trying to force things. And, you know, I'm the one who, because we had, you know, a son very early on. Um, I was just very confused from the whole beginning of our relationship. Because right when we first started dating, I broke up with him. And I did not want to be with him because he was so too much. And if I would have listened to my inner voice, um, which is something I mm-hmm. often ignore, um, I would have known that he wasn't the, the right match. Although everything happens for a reason and Dylan was certainly one of the best things that's ever happened to me. My life could have also taken another route. And I did, I chose not to go that other route by ignoring my own self and deciding to go um, against my own like feelings of not wanting to be with this person. And because he insisted so much, I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, And, you know, things were not very easy um, later on Mm -hmm. in our relationship. And it got progressively, you know, uh, hard to explain because it's it's very, it's very weird trying to talk about things because it's also, I don't know what his perspective is on things um, and how he views it. Not that it matters, but. It's just like a one-sided story. So to me, yeah, it is. Yeah. To me, it was always just like, it's hard to explain, but I was always the one who was trying to, at least in my point of view, I was always trying to Mm -hmm. do things. Yeah. I was always trying to take care of him, which I now realize for me, that's like, like how I show my love is to take care of another person. And, you know, physical touch and words of affirmation. Those are the things that I do to like, to show that I, that I care about you. And <clears throat> I'm, I'm to this day, I wonder what his love language was. Cause none of that seemed to work. So clearly that wasn't it. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter, right? He is yeah. obviously not receiving all the love and caring and everything that you were doing at the time. 
and it didn't work out and you parted away and now you're in a relationship where you don't even have to try. And I think that is one of the keys for success is that you're in a good relationship when you don't have to try to please anybody, to be anything. You just have to be yourself and the other person gets you, appreciates you, and loves you for who you are. And it's such a beauty. It's such a gift. It's shocking, too. Yeah, it is. It's like, oh, my God, this is too easy. Are you sure? I mean, it's getting boring. Let's fight about something. I know. (laughs) Yeah, we fight out of boredom, I think. Um, And it's one of the things that I had experienced, too, is that at the time, you know, because we have that stereotype of the Spanish woman that has to like cook and clean and be the perfect wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing the same. I was like cooking, cleaning, taking care of the house and working and going to school and doing it all and not minding. I mean, it was just thinking about it makes me tired, but not minding doing any of that for somebody to like appreciate it mm-hmm. and not take it for granted. It's like, that's all you wanted. You want it to be seen. You want it to be acknowledged. You wanted to hear something nice and say like, hey, you work so hard. Let's, let's go for dinner. Let's celebrate you for a moment. And it doesn't have to be like a five-star restaurant or anything insane. Or it can just be simply, you know what? I picked up dinner today and I just want to do this because I love you. Yeah. And in my case, I need to hear that. Not just like, here, there's dinner. Like, okay, thank you. Right? It's mm-hmm. it's so much different. And I'm in a relationship now where things are such a contrast. And, you know, he appreciates everything and everything I do. And he gets acknowledged. And when he doesn't, he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, wow, I overlooked this. It's not going to happen again. And he's like, okay, whoa, he gets it. And it's one of the things that definitely relationships uh, help us heal a lot about ourselves. And in my case, I definitely learned a lot about me and the things that I wanted because I got so lost in this relationship when I got separated it really helped me find the things that I wanted to do. I wanted to find the things that brought me joy and love into my heart. So that was such a very important time. It was also my Saturn return. We separated when I was 28, like on the dot. 28 and boom. I just didn't want anything to do with anything of his because it, it, it needed to be about me. It needed I needed to express myself. I needed to be me. And I needed somebody out there who would see that light and appreciate it for what it was. So through that process of separation and divorce, I learned. I'm still learning a lot about the things that I didn't want from that relationship. Um, my divorce didn't come through until recently. Like I got with my divorce decree in February because we had so much, I guess so much karma too, right? We had the dog together and we kept like going back and forward with the dog and the house and this, that or the other. And it took me a while to realize that even looking at divorce papers was painful to me because I just didn't want to do anything with his energy anymore. And I was the biggest procrastinator when it came to finalizing the divorce because I don't want to deal with him and his energy. Just wanted to like forget all about it. But since I was in a new relationship, it was brought to my attention that I needed to end that for all kinds of legal ramifications that it could have. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it, but I can't do it myself because I can't see this guy. I can't go through any more delays or anything else. So I did the right thing. I find an attorney that takes the hustle out of the way because I had to like sign all the papers and give you the rest. And that was the best investment ever because it brought me a lot of peace and it really brought me closure. Like that was it. And it was crazy for me to um, drop some papers over to him and say like, okay, you're going to get served. This is what's going to happen. All the financial matters were already 
hashed out. We already had everything cleared out that, you know, he kept what he kept and I kept Shiva, which is the biggest prize. But um, just hearing some stories that were still the same with him, with his lifestyle, that is probably one of the biggest journeys that I had to go through. You know, he used to like drink and smoke pot a lot. And that was something that wasn't in alignment with me. So over the years, I, I became really separate from all of that. I started to remove myself from uh, drinking circles, right? Used to be big on uh, going to Applebee's and drinking pitchers of sangria like it's water. <laughs> it's fun. Come on. Everybody likes, you know, a fun drunk around you. You get to like socialize and do all of that. And I'm a fun drunk person. But I decided that wasn't for my highest good. And I had grief with alcohol. And I had so much grief brought into me because of drugs that I decided to distance myself completely from it. So I don't smoke. I don't drink. And a lot of that is also because of my ex, you know, because I've seen so many things in my life that alcohol and drugs destroyed. Uh, that I wanted no part of it. I just didn't want my energy to be involved around it anymore. So I really cleaned my life in a good way, I think. And so, yes, no drinking, no drugs. Not that I ever done anything heavy. I just had the random um, weed, but it wasn't really anything that it was every day like it was with him. Mm-hmm. So it was just taken so lightly. And the more I learned about earth medicine, plant medicine, the more I saw sacredness into it and using it for leisure, for pleasure, to just kill time. It wasn't something that was honoring to the earth and it wasn't in agreement of the person I was becoming. So I decided not to. So that's another big one that I started to incorporate in my lifestyle. And it really was about changes in lifestyle, you know, doing more yoga, more meditation, more connecting with myself. That really was transformational from the moment I separated with him up to now. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that happens also in relationships that end is um, like for you, you didn't really like enjoy doing the things he, he does on a daily basis. Like the compatibility just isn't there. And that's what was the major driving force that was um, not going well for me in my past relationships is that I was never actually compatible with my exes. I've always been like, since the age of like 23 more interested in like holistic health and healing and nutrition and mm-hmm. yoga and all that stuff and um that's something that not one ex i i don't have any of that stuff in common with them and um i guess i thought i could just be independent you know and be like my own person but it's really hard to be with somebody who doesn't have any interest in absolutely anything you're interested in. It's like, what do you even do or talk about it? You end up just like sitting on the couch. At least that's what would happen to us. We'd end up just sitting on the couch and watching a movie oh, and he would sit as far away from me as I, po- as he possibly could. And there there's um, a huge problem for me because my love language is physical touch. So I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> And I'm freaking out because he's all the way over there and I'm just like feeling completely unloved and I'm always blaming myself for getting into arguments. And it's like such a ridiculous Mm. argument to have is like, you don't sit close enough to me. Like that's so silly that you should even have to tell Mm -hmm. that to someone. But when you're just not compatible, that's what ends up happening. Um, So, you know, I've had other relationships where I try to act like, you know, not myself. And I tried to make myself seem more like, mm, I don't know, maybe more of like a kind of, what would you say? But I had this one relationship with a guy who was more interested in having like parties with his bros or something. 
and oh. hanging out and drinking beer. So then I started like emulating those kinds of behavior and drinking beer. And of course that didn't end well either. Um, mm-hmm. It's just any time that I've tried to like make myself into somebody who I'm not, it doesn't end well. And that's the huge blessing I have in this relationship. I found, well, I don't know if I found, I don't know who found who, but we found each other <laughs> and it just happens to be that um, he likes to drink green smoothies and juice and he does he's been practicing yoga since before i met him and it's just like you know it's not everything that we're compatible about but he's also interested in just like weird conspiracy theories conspiracy theories and you know he's had a lifelong fascination with um you know aliens and ufos and that's like something that is you know it sounds kind of silly but I've been fascinated oh, no, with that stuff big. since I was like, that's, big. that's I've been, yeah, I have been fascinated with that stuff since I was 10. So it's just like all these little things and you could never imagine you would find somebody like that. I never thought it was possible and I didn't really believe it at first. I was just like very skeptical. And then now hearing myself talk about it, I'm just like always amazed that this is actually a thing that's happening. Even, you know, I can't say I can see into the future, but as for now, I've been very blessed to have such a great relationship with somebody who I learned from. And, and now like, it's different because I do have, you know, part of my personality where I get angry about things. And before, I think I would mainly just end in like a silent treatment kind of thing. And now it's like, Mm -hmm. things get talked about, right? Yeah, passive aggressive. And instead of that, it's so much better to just talk things through. Even if you do, even though I do need some space when I get angry, I really need some time to chill out and think. Um, It's so much different because he actually wants to resolve the conflicts. He doesn't just want to just ignore it and sweep it under the rug like it didn't happen. He actually wants to fix it, which is just shocking to my little brain who's not used to this kind of stuff Mm because, you know, it was never like that for me. And uh, my son's father was my first relationship I ever had. So that like was the groundwork for me thinking this is how relationships are. So for this completely reversal of how things are going now, it's just like, whoa, it's just the complete the opposite. And so I really urge anybody who's listening to this to never settle for somebody because that's just not, I mean, somebody very close to me told me I should settle. And she said, you know, you're never going to find somebody who's just like you. You're probably never going to find somebody who likes to drink green juices and do yoga, but like, you know, like I'm in this relationship and we're not perfect, but you know, mm. we tolerate each other. And I'm like, are they happy? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I'd say probably not. I didn't know that at the time, but I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And I kind of just like believe that. And I spent lots of time on my own because for me, that breakup happened also on my Saturn return. That's when I was in massage school and then I ended up living with you. So I kind of talked to you about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was on my own for like, what, two years? I don't know. But I really just like did a, a lot of inner work and mainly was just trying to focus on making my life better. Like I was going hard. I was like running you know, Mm -hmm. uh, five mile runs, like at least three times a week. I was going to the sauna almost every day. I was journaling a lot. I was doing a lot of educational classes on the computer. Um, I had a job and I was trying to like do more research on real estate, which is what I'm still doing now. And I don't know, I was just focused more on my own life. And then the relationship, I, I don't know how it happened, but I remember going on a Tinder date during this time and then, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it went well, the date, but then I saw he posted things to his Tinder profile because I wasn't there to like hook up or anything. I was actually looking for a partner because I was just like, I need a partner. I need somebody to help me with my son, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. not good for Dylan to just not have a male role model in his life. Anyway, 
he ended up just posting like weird stuff on his Tinder profile. Like, oh, I don't want a girl who's like this, this and that. And I was just like, whoa, I feel like he's talking about me. So in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done trying to look for a relationship. I'm it's over. I'm just going to complete. I got so mad. I literally got mad. I was like, I'm it's over. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to focus on my career. I'm going to focus on being successful. I'm going to figure out how to make generate wealth for my family so I can take care of them. And I completely stopped focusing on the need of ever having a relationship. And I swear on anybody. I don't know who should I swear on. I don't know how you do this, but (laughs) (laughs) it was like two weeks. It was the moment when it happened. Yes, it really was. And I always see that stuff on like, you know, memes and stuff. Like the moment you you surrender. The moment you surrender. Then he popped up in my life. And it was just like, what? This can't really be happening. But it did. And honest, that's just like what happened to me. I don't know that that happens to everybody, but I'm telling you, I got so mad and I just completely gave up on the idea of ever finding anybody. And then poof, he appeared. It was just crazy. So yes. Yeah. The moment you surrender is when all the magic happens. That is for sure. And yep. When you stop trying to make things work, when you just like let things go. And in my case, I was just caring to a really um, failed relationship for too long. I think it was just too stubborn to admit that I made a mistake because I I married this guy and he was my first everything. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the experience of saying like, oh, well, I went out with so many other guys where I can compare and, you know, take notes. And no, this was my first lesson. And I married the guy and I said like, wow, now I have to say that I was wrong. And my ego, my big ego got in the way and said like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. How old that you means- got married? Uh, 21, 20, 20, 21, 21. So I said, that will mean that I have to uh, accept in front of my family that they were right and I can't do that. (laughs) But yes, so when I contacted my parents to let them know that I was separated, you know, I really was not, at least my father, never let me feel that it wasn't about right or wrong. It's just you had the experience, he was happy, it was over. (laughs) <laughs> believe me he was so effing happy it was over because you get that he never met my ex never met him because he never went to Peru and that's where my, my parents are mm-hmm. and he is grateful that I never brought him into his life and he was very grateful that it was over that you know I was safe and when he met John no, that was last December. He was like very happy to meet him. Got along so well. He likes him a lot. He asked about him, but he's genuine about it. You know, it's not like before he'll be like, oh, well, send my regards to. Uh... No, this is like, how is he doing? Are you taking care of him? You know, because of this COVID crap and everything. How's everybody? How is he? Are you taking care of him? Like, dude, <laughs> I know you like him. And, um, They got along really, really well when he was in Peru. And it was something that made a difference for me because it's like, okay, well, he's kind of like the right guy. My dad likes him. He likes my father. And they don't even speak the same language. So something is working here, right? Because they they didn't. I mean, I had to translate a lot of stuff, but they were in, in agreement with a lot of things. And yes, we had a lot of common ground, you know. In my case, we, um, my ex and I, oh God. All right. So the things that we did not have in common, religion, which I never thought it was going to be a big one, but it did. Uh, language (laughs) language yeah i never thought the religion was gonna be a big deal why not you know Mm. naive i was so naive so young and naive um culture because uh obviously his background and i i mean he comes from a hind hindian uh, wait hindu and muslim background and um 
Hispanic, so not in agreement. Religion, that language. The English that he spoke, it was different from American English because he, where he's from. I don't want to get too much into the details because I don't want to get into his personal life or any of that. But yes, so his, uh, his English was different than most American English. I had a hard time understanding not only him, but his family and the way that they would interact with me. Sometimes I thought he was uh, being too aggressive. And hey, there's a lot of language nuances that you don't pick up until you're divorced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's what she actually meant. Um, yes, so a lot of cultural stuff that it got into the way because we weren't, you know, compatible. The relationship I'm in now, we're both Catholic, which is a big plus that I didn't know at the time, but it is. And we see things differently. Our values are pretty much alike. There is a lot more of compatibility that way because we were taught the same things. We understand Mm -hmm. holidays. We understand the sacredness in certain things and we're okay with that. So now I know that religion is a big deal when it comes to that. And it doesn't have to be that we are going to be married in a religious uh, ceremony with a Pope or anything like that. But it's just the understanding and the respect of the sacredness that we see from one another. And not so much that, well, this is the way I do things and you have to do it because you're the woman and you have to be submissive. No, I mean, I am more spiritual than I am Catholic. So, and John has a lot of space for me. He allows me to explore all of that. I mean, if you see the house, you'll definitely know that I am mm-hmm. spiritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have crystal bowls oh, and uh, crystal bowls, singing bowls, crystals, um, all kinds of books and plants and mural murals and paintings. And yeah, yeah. your whole house is just like the most wonderful house to, to step into. <clears throat> I love the vibe uh, of your house. It's awesome. Thank you. And he allowed that. He allowed that mm-hmm. even knowing that, you know, he it's probably things that are out of the scope of the traditional Catholic religion. And he's open mind with a lot of things. And hey, there is times that we pray the rosary. I pray the rosary with my mom too. But the short and simple is that religion have a lot to do in the relationship dynamics, whether the other person respects your beliefs, your values, where you come from. And you, when you are young, you don't think that way. You're like, oh, it's easy. You know, I love him and he loves me and that's all it matters. We can conquer the world. And now it's not just that because it, if you take the time to like know the other person, where they come from, and and I guess I, it was just me being yeah. so... It, immature and naive that I just jumped like thousand percent in the relationship and all of a sudden I'm married and I'm like okay I'm a housewife what the hell's going on and having the experience of knowing or getting to know the other person and when your parents and when people that are older tells you things, they really don't tell you to piss you off. They tell you because they live longer and there is some worth and value in their advice. You don't have to do everything they say, but just consider seeing things from a different perspective. It will save you a lot of pain and aggravation. And <laughs> I learned the hard way, but believe me, I learned my lessons and you know, culturally, yes, I mean, John is American and I'm Hispanic, that haven't changed, but there is a lot more in agreement as far as how we see things. The politics also play a lot of big role in there. Are you a conservative? Are you a libertarian? Where are you in all of that? Because it has to be a middle mm-hmm. ground where you can both see eye to eye. You're going to have your disagreements, yes, because you are not all seeing everything through the same eyes. You have your own lens through your own experience. But if there is agreement in most of the basic things, everything else can like falls into place and things are easy and effortless. And I didn't have that understanding then. I, I have it now and I can't even imagine God dating and this dating an age like 
oh my God, I don't even know where to begin. I think I'm way too conservative to date anyway. But just the thought and idea that people, what people go through, it's like, oh my goodness gracious, I don't think I could, I could ever date. I probably have to go to like the church circles. And even then, you never know what kind of person you're going to get. That's no guarantee of anything. Mm, no. Oh, <laughs> so, I thank God, the creative goddess energy that I don't have to go through all, any of it. Because, gosh, no. And all blessings to everybody that is dating out there and... Like you did, you try so hard to just be the best version of yourself that you'll attract that other version that will make you even a better person together. Because that's how it is when you find the right person. It's that it brings more light into your life. Not that you needed it because you have your own light. It's not like finding your other half, which I don't like that saying. It's not your other half because you're complete. It's really coming from a place of completion, of honoring yourself, loving yourself so much that the other person just magically appears and say like, hey, you, I see you. You want to be with me and have fun together? And it's such an amazing experience once you're there. Mm-hmm. Rather than being on the space of, vo- of void, actually. That's pretty much how I can explain that. My past relationship was like, fulfilling through a marriage, fulfilling through a role of housewife that was not fulfilling at all, by the way, Mm. and had to end. And it had to end for many, many generations of ancestral healing where if my grandmother or grandparents and, and all the people before me had the opportunity, had the openness to divorce, maybe the uh, energy down the line through me would have been different because a lot of that is what you learn. And I've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of submission in terms of my grandparents. You know, my grandmother was probably the one telling you that, that, you know, you have to, it's not going to get any better. You got to take it for what it is. And uh, yeah, I put up with a lot of stuff. That's actually what he said, what she said when I asked my grandmother on her 50th, wedding anniversary is like what is the secret and she said basically honey you just have to have like tough skin and look the other way sometimes and I never knew what that meant until I got divorced and I said sorry grandma but that was not me and it's not going to be me because it ends with me it ends with me I am not looking the other way when somebody decides to cheat on me no I am not putting up with any of that energy. I'm done. I am. I'm, it, I'm not that person. I'm will never be. I am me, and I have to honor me and my needs. And I'm walking away, and that's what I did. That's awesome. I uh, well, I have a question. I wonder why didn't your ex ever go to Peru? Because you guys were together for a while. Is there a specific um, reason? At the time, oh, we had many reasons. And I think the biggest one is that I didn't know how to introduce him. It was a marriage that happened. I married him when I was here and none of my family members were at that wedding. Mm. So bringing him back, uh, you know, for a while, my, my dad didn't talk to me because I just went out, left the country and got married and said, I'm never coming back. <laughs> so that didn't go well and house right (laughs) yeah so uh yes so for a good three years i had the excuse of um going to school right i was going to school so it was Mm. just like really immersed into keeping up with household chores and uh homework and just school and then for the couple of years after I bought a house, so I had to make sure that I was working and I was paying for everything. So nowhere that was going to happen. And then I was divorced. So, yeah. So there were many reasons, but I think it was more guilt for me. Guilt for all the pain that I had um, brought into my family. For my immaturity, it was shame too, because I felt shame for my decisions how poorly I decided at the time. 
and being so selfish that I didn't see the consequences of what I wanted versus that damage that I brought into my family. But little did I know that all of that pain was also healing, healing Mm -hmm. to my father because he wasn't so much of an asshole anymore. He started praying. He started changing, taking a lot of blame, thinking that I did all of that to punish him, which may be true at a very subconscious level. I don't think I ever do anything consciously to hurt my parents. Yet I did. Right. So it was a lot of healing that went into that relationship in all levels. All those years of being separate also gave me a lot of strength. Um, Being alone and separate from my family definitely gave me a lot more power of connecting inwardly and spiritually that I didn't know. I didn't know at the time, but it did. So being separate from, uh, and not bringing him there, it was just like, oh my God, how the hell am I going to bring this guy and introduce to my parents? And um, no, it's not time. It's not a good time now. It's not a good time. It was never a good time because I was just not ready to bring him there. It was just so much pain that I knew I brought into my family. And just bringing him there like nothing. It was just, it was so awkward. It was just so crazy that... It was not meant to happen, right? On a deeper level, do you think it was because you knew it was not the right relationship? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course I knew. I, I I knew at the deeper level that it wasn't the right relationship. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I knew sense. that. And it was just like, I knew it wasn't the right relationship because I wasn't ready to have children with him. I was terrified of the idea of having kids with him because he was so immature and I couldn't see him as a father. And the idea of having kids with him just pretty much brought me into a space of being a single mom, like being mom and dad for somebody and just having Mm -hmm. a father because he is just in front of the TV. You know, it's just, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work for me. And I don't mean to say any of these words to hurt him or anything, but it was just how I saw things. And I said, I just can't have kids. And I decided not to have kids, even with John now, because I dedicating my life into a pursuit of service. Learning what I learned and working with people and being of service, it's really what turn out to be my calling and I'm just immersing myself into that life. And I didn't know that I was going to be chosen into the life uh, until the life chose me, which it's, it's funny sometimes how it happens because being in the Catholic setting, you know, they always tell you that, you know, the biggest calling everybody would ever have is to become a saint. And I said, nah, not for me because that's too boring. Yet I look at my lifestyle and I'm saying like, oh my God, I'm like meditating, I'm praying, I'm like quitting this, that and the other. I'm trying to dedicate my life into service. That is what the Catholics would consider saint. I am not calling myself a saint, but I am a path of becoming someone better and bringing light to others. And that is just not something that you find in a job description anywhere. So it's it's just a different path. It's probably a path that not many people are going to walk. They're going to be called for because there's a lot of things that you have to renounce, right? Too much temptation. There's a lot of temptation yet. And, you know, the biggest one is also the ego. And it's a battle. And it's, it's something that you get to learn every day. And so really, I didn't want this to say like, well, she didn't want to have kids because of her ex. It was much more than that, you know, when I think about it. It started like, oh, my God, he's immature to have kids. Then it turned out like, oh, my God, I'm fearful of having kids. And then he went into like, oh, no, really, I just don't think that that's my calling. That's really not my thing. I don't see myself changing diapers. I see myself helping people find joy in their lives, find passion in their lives, finding love, finding 
the things that make them unique and see them themselves of who they are and empowering them. So that is a whole different way of having children. And I said, yeah, well, I want to have those kids. (laughs) Hmm. Something else you said, um, I can't word it exactly because I had a similar experience with um, when I broke up with my ex, my mom was just, she was mad at me basically, you know, she pretty much called me dumb or stupid or something like that for our relationship ending. And I was just like, so hurt because our relationship ended in a really violent way. And I would never wish that upon anybody. Like it was hard for me to talk about it without crying for a long time. And Mm -hmm. it was just like what was expected, you know, like in her culture, you just stay with the guy you were supposed to be with. But what did you call that? Like generational, not trauma, but it's like, something that gets passed down. Like that's how the women were. And I feel like because that relationship ended, I did break that cycle of just settling basically is what women would do. I mean, they would just like, you know, if their husbands didn't come home, I mean, they would continue on like the same and they would just tolerate whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I don't recall the word that I use, but I think the more scientific term is the epigenetics, right? That was passed down. Yes. The beliefs, the beliefs that they have yeah. and like our roles mm-hmm. that we're supposed to play and all that stuff. Um, I'm really, really grateful that I didn't accept that future for myself because I'll, I mean, honestly, nobody has to settle for anything or for anyone. And had I not found my current partner, I would have still stood my ground like you know out of that anger came something really beautiful which is me dedicating um, my time to pursuing a better life for myself and you know growing and educating myself and trying to make Mm -hmm. myself a better person and a better mom and all that stuff because my main goal was to be a role model for Dylan like so he can see not through what I say but through what I do what it takes to be a good person in this world. And so that was really my focus. And I mean, if I hadn't found my partner, that would still be my focus now, probably. And I mean, it always is, (laughs) but I'm just saying like, that doesn't have to end, you know, like for anybody out there who doesn't have a partner, like I would say use anger to your advantage because it works sometimes. And anger likes, um, for some reason, people like to think of anger as a bad thing or, you know, as a destructive thing, but it's actually, it was a creative thing for me. So just, yeah, I mean, anger, it's fire by nature, right? It's just the Mm -hmm. fire energy and you can let that fire consume you or you can let that fire burn all the things that you no longer want and become who you really are meant to be. Mm-hmm. So really shed all of that and say, no, say, no, I'm not going to carry on this generational role that you have of like looking the other way. No, I'm not going to do that shit. It ends with me. You're saying no, and you're moving on and you're doing your own thing and you're speaking with your own voice, being true to your own beliefs. So it was really powerful. Not then. I mean, when you're doing the things, it just comes like, oh, my God, I have to get out of this. I just have to, like, pack my shit and go. Like, now, I just know that now is the time. And you don't know why you're doing the things you're doing. All I know is that I packed everything in, like, five minutes. I called a friend. She came down. She got me. And I was leaving in her apartment for two nights. And then eventually found an apartment. I was on my own. But haven't I listened to that voice? I don't know if I would still be in a 17 years of marriage and happy because that is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So that's scary just to like contemplate like, oh, shit. <laughs> no. And that's pretty much what my mom was saying, too, because she was upset that I ended a relationship. How did, what did you do? What's wrong? Like, I'm sure it was you. Like, what? Like, my father was so empowering. My father was like, how are you? Are you okay? Because he was trying to make sure that I was okay, that I wasn't hurt. 
You know, he was looking out for me. My mom was reacting from a space of fear because she doesn't understand what being separated meant. She thought about it many times, I'm sure, but she didn't have the courage to do it. She never went through with it. And just seeing me do all of that was just shaking her to the core, I'm sure. So it took a while to like forgive all of that, as you can understand. But um, we all react to what's happening to around us based on our experiences. That's when my father was expecting me to be hurt because he's thinking, oh my God, this guy is a bigger asshole than I was. What did he do to my little girl, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he was acting very protective, which is his nature. And my mom was acting out of fear. But I don't know if I wouldn't listen to that voice, if he would have convinced me to to that uh, thing that he used to say that he was going to change. Just trust that will be different, it'll be better, we'll do things together it will you know just all these promises that i hear them many times it's been seven years of marriage so believe me it wasn't the first time that i said i was going to leave but it was the one time that i just found it deep in my core and i said like if i don't do it now it will never happen and i will find myself in this life unhappy years down the road so i'm thankful that i made the changes now, I wanted to take a little break from what I'm doing. I'm just going to... Invite some sound as my dog gets close to the door and snores. <laughs> to share a card with you. I pulled a card today. And it's basically watch. Watch for a miracle. Coincidence are divinely inspired moments designed to remind us that a higher power is guiding our lives. There is a higher power working through us. And if you're listening to this podcast today and we're talking about relationships, um, it's really an invitation for you to look at your relationship dynamics. It's really looking at those relationships with a different lens, allowing you to see, is this a relationship that empowers you, makes you better, is bringing the best of you every day? Or is it a relationship that suffocates you and it's really a one-way street that only takes and doesn't give? So really everybody's relationship dynamics are, are different. But we can always observe, we can always watch and go back to see the power in our relationships too. Because the moment we say no to those um patterns that keep repeating in our lives and just saying it ends with me and I'm breaking this cycle is where you elevate your energy into a higher space a higher space where you can allow other people to come into your lives it may not be your soulmate but it will be people that are going to empower you and not everybody is meant to have a soulmate you know sometimes uh, We all have different journeys, but it's really about you becoming the best version of yourself at all times and investing your time and your energy into the most important relationship you'll ever have, and that is a relationship with yourself. If you don't start there, then your your chances for success in any other relationship are very, very limited. So just watch. Mm -hmm. And is this a a coincidence that you're listening to this podcast today? Or is it really time for you to look at your relationships and see? Because sometimes even men go through this growing up together, right? You're growing up together and it may take them a few years for them to get him. It's up to you whether you want to stick the rest of your life next to somebody until they get it and they start to appreciate you. For my father and mom, it took them over 30 years, but I can see him appreciating my mom, taking care of her now. And we're, we're talking 
30 plus years after they got together. <laughs> so if you want to be that person, it's it's your choice. Everything is choice. But your choices empower you every day. Or not. Not making a choice is also a decision that you're making every day. I don't know if you have anything else to share, Daniela, but I think we talk lently in, you know, in Lent about relationships and our dynamics with our exes and, you know, all love to them. I wish them, wish him well, wish him to be a better person. I wish him to grow and to be happy and to find somebody that he can be happy with, you know, I, in any other ways, in any other spells, will be I release any cords that I have with him and definitely cut any cords that he may have with me. <laughs> but wish him the best, the best life. And I honor the years that we spent together because they were years that taught me a lot, a lot about myself, about other people, about other religions, about other cultures. And the things that were easy or not easy, the things that work and didn't work. And it helped me become the person who I am today. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. And most of the things that I learned were to always question why I do the things I do. I don't know that I was such a, you know, <clears throat> thoughtful person before I was in that relationship. I don't know where my thoughts were exactly, but, it's now um, very obvious that sometimes things aren't the way you think they are or how you see them. And it's very important to just take a step back and just try and see from another person's perspective. And, and yeah, same as you, I do hope that, you know, my exes find happiness, even though that's a little bit hard to say, because um, maybe some, part of me still needs to heal in that regard. Um, and, you know, sometimes I do like picture what could have happened if, um, you know, I would have stayed in that relationship and it's just, it's hard to think because it could have gone so much worse. Like things would have just progressively gotten worse and worse. So a little part mm -hmm. of me knows that and still holds a little bit of resentment, I guess. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I need to just move on and just remember that everybody's human and that we all make mistakes and that, you know, the things that I think were painful to me at the time, um, that I perceive were done to me, um, for somebody else to do those things, they're also coming from a place of suffering. So I do have to find some compassion in my heart to remember that. Um, but yeah, I think this was a good talk. I've, I'm definitely walking away feeling more empowered and more grateful out of anything. I'm much more grateful about where I am today. So that's the best feeling ever. And I think with that, that's probably the end of the podcast, The X-Files. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're going to close that big file and put it away. And uh, there is times that things are triggered in our lives that make us look back there and just find lessons. There is a lot of hurt in my file. Um, mm -hmm. But there were good things too. There were good things too. And uh, I don't think I would have... Uh, marry a guy that was a hundred percent evil right there was light in him and i saw the light and i married that person mm -hmm. but there is also darkness and the darkness pushed me away and it, once you're hurt and the trust is broken there is many few things that are just not gonna work and it was just time for me to step away and Obviously, I'm seeing things now with a whole different lens. The tools that I have now, I'm more spiritually aware. I'm more 
emotionally mature, I'm aware of my love language and how I communicate and what I need. I had no clue of any of that when I was 21. You know, know. you're 21. It's like, oh, you have a whole different mentality. So I have to. Language uh, should be required reading. (laughs) (laughs) When you're like a teenager, you should be required to read love language. The love language book. Oh my god, you didn't, you didn't have any of that uh, understanding. Uh, I haven't, and I didn't have many relationships, so my comparison was very limited. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so maybe I was wanted to be rescued. Who knows what was going on in my mind at the time? But the short and simple is that I found a lot of lessons in that, in all of it. And I want people to find strength in their relationships. And that starts with you. And it's really something where you can put your focus and attention is like relationship with yourself. If you are in a relationship now, there is many things that I could make better in my relationship too. Believe me, it's not 100% uh, all pink and perfect. There are things that we can do better because you become kind of like monotonous sometimes especially when your relationship for a few years is like you have your routine and you gotta break the routine and you have to like spice things up and um, find a common ground again because you know he gets so immersed in his work and I get so immersed in mine that sometimes it's like oh I haven't seen you in so while I make time for ourselves to make time to cultivate that love so if you're in a relationship definitely find that space you know it's something that you can work every day all the time it's something that needs attention it's love it needs nurturing it needs definitely um, all the pouring and attention that you can do just as a plant you need to feed it and you feed the love every day so just remember that wherever you are feed your relationship love and good vibes and patience and tolerance and just a lot of love. And with that, I also end on my end. So peace profound to all. Peace.